Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. Despite the passage of right to repair laws in several states, including Massachusetts, and the automotive manufacturer's public pledge to work with state officials with respect to following the law, several automakers have chosen instead to disable some of its own software in a stalemate over control of data from your car. I've asked this question many times and I'm very frustrated about it, but I'm gonna ask it again. If you buy a brand new car, Do you own the software in the systems in that car that you just paid for? Do you have the right to take it anywhere you feel you need to take it in order to have it repaired? In fact, if you're handy, do you want the ability to have access to the data so you can fix it yourself? The automakers say no. They say we spent millions, if not billions of dollars to develop all this code. We don't want to share it with anybody because it's proprietary. There are two states right now, Massachusetts, who did pass a right to repair law in 2020, and Maine, who just passed it. And by the way, in both states, it passed by wide margins. I'm talking about 70 and 80% margins. Automakers don't see it that way. And they actually, I'm going to be blunt, they're actually hypocriting a little bit. Let me give an example. This is from, let's see, this is from... I want to say this is from the New York Times, I think. Let me explain it. They're using an example. Cityside Subaru, a car dealership in the Boston area, regularly loses potential customers for a surprising reason. Subaru has disabled some of its own software in a stalemate over control of data from your car. Subaru, that doesn't sound like all the love that you advertise. This means no automatic emergency calls if the car crashes, no wireless communications from the dealer about maintenance problems, and no option to remotely start the car and fire up the heater. Uh, I'm sorry. She says it's cold in Massachusetts, and it is. I was just up there. But let me tell you, uh, it's cold in Iowa, too, in the winter, and I like my remote start. Absolutely. So, yeah, that could be a problem. I got questions, though. Why would an automaker... And they announced when this law was passed that they had come to terms, we will work this out. They said they pledged to work with the organizations involved so that independent shops would have access to this stuff. Now, we know Tesla's been like that. You you are hard-pressed to get any material from Tesla. But we didn't realize the other manufacturers would do that. Subaru crippled its technology over a state law intended to let people share their car's wireless repair information with any service shop, not only the authorized dealer. You thought that was always the case, didn't you? You thought that your independent garage that you've been doing business with for years had the same access that dealers had. And maybe 30 years ago, they did. Maybe even 20. But today, not necessarily here's my problem the automakers lobbying group said that the laws aren't needed because repair shops already have access to the necessary maintenance and diagnostic tools and information if that's the case why are you disabling part of your software and super is not the only one so i'm confused right now You tell me on the one hand, oh, the laws aren't necessary. They have access to it now. But you're disabling it because the law says that they need to give it over. What? I'm confused.
I'm confused, but it's, but not surprised. Another company in the middle of this company you wouldn't think would be in the middle of this is John Deere because farmers have the same problem and farmers are more handy than the average person. Anyway, if you've ever been out in the upper Midwest, our farmers are amazing and they are the ultimate tinkerers in this modern age. And some of these fellas is pretty sharp. Some of the girls too. And they have the same problem. John Deere won't give them access to the data they need to fix their own tractor. You got to take it to the dealer. Well, when you're looking at a $600,000 combine and maybe with a little tinkering, I might be able to save $100 an hour by either having the shop come out there because the combine's not exactly something I can just roll into town and take to the local dealer. Very often, they got to come to me. And very often, it's in the field. I'm nowhere close. It would be wonderfully convenient if they had access to that data to fix what needed to be fixed, particularly if they had the way to do it. This is going on. It's ongoing in today's world. It's, yeah, the city side dealer said his staff warns car shoppers that features like these requiring wireless transmission don't work on new Subaru models sold in the state. That leads to a question that I want to ask Subaru. Okay, Subaru, so you disarmed it, Massachusetts. I bought the car in Massachusetts, but I moved. When I first got married, my wife and I did just that. We bought a brand new car off the showroom floor in the state of Massachusetts, and I immediately, within a month, moved to Florida. Now what? I'm out of state. Who do I talk to about turning this stuff on? Uh, And then what liabilities happen if... I don't have access to it outside of the state. And more importantly, does this impact the insurability of the car? Does it impact liability? Does it impact a resale value? Even in the state, particularly out of the state. I got questions. And I think it's a lot deeper than Subaru realizes. Because if you're turning off these kind of notifications, insurance company is going to look and say, hey, you've just increased the risk of accident or injury because of the safety features you built into the car, you've disabled over some quabble with the state over giving them information so that the consumer who just spent 30 to 40,000 or more dollars to buy your vehicle can't have access to it because of your quabble with the state. What kind of risk are you putting your customers in? Sue the state, that's fine. Don't disable this stuff. I think that's a problem, particularly when your organization says that you already, that the dealers, these independent dealers already have access to this information that I ask you, what's the problem? Mm -hmm. What's the problem? The Massachusetts law and a similar one that Maine voters approved in a landslide recently show our desire to influence what happens to the realms of data our cars collect. The tactics of the automakers expose that when your phone, car, television, doorbell, or sneakers are wirelessly connected, you never fully own them. The manufacturer does. Can you imagine? That power can be useful or harmful. Your smartphone gets regular safety updates wirelessly all the time. So does your laptop. So does your desktop. The manufacturer of your printer might 
remotely disable it when you use off-brand ink, maybe, for example. And, you know, they get a lot of information. Some of it is should be private. But you know how I feel about that. I'm on record saying we need privacy laws. And if there's any reason of all the things that we talked about the Mozilla study, and I don't even have time to get into this. I really want to, but you do want to go to that study because the Mozilla Foundation provides a website where you've got detailed information on tips how to protect yourself by automaker. And I looked at mine for my vehicle. Yeah, it's scary. It's a list a mile long. But if you're that serious, you want to go to the nonprofit Mozilla Foundation to get the information for your particular brand of car so you can protect yourself since we don't have protection any other way. We are the Tech Mobility Show. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us. Believe it or not, the Tech Mobility Show has a website. Yep. Combined with all the other ways you can interact with us, our website is a great place to start. Learn more about the host, find us in the news, and even check out where you can hear our programs across the country on the radio. I know, right? Our website is a great place to learn more about us and our programming. Go to techmobility.show for more information. 